A house haunted by a demon spirit terrorizes a family in Indiana. So naturally, Zach Bagans, ghost adventure host, buys the house itself. Get ready, Al, because this house may just be the portal to hell itself. This sounds very Buffy the Vampire Slayer to me, so I am all in. I'm here for this. Buckle up, our gruesome friends, because it sounds like we are taking a journey to the devil. And of course, we're taking you guys right along with us. Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from Parcast. I'm Loey, your local evidence expert, believer in all things spooky and a haunted house enthusiast. So this is going to be a very fun episode for me. And I am Eleanor, your always stubborn skeptic. We are going back to our roots today. <laughs> We're going back to the paranormal. This is a true blue ghost story. So I'm here to uh, poke holes in this tale. I'm very excited. I truly cannot wait because together we are the Gruesome Twosome and this is once again Internet Urban Legends where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet. We might find the answers we're looking for or we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night. But as always, you guys know the drill. One thing is for sure, we are excited to have you guys along for the ride. This one is a doozy. Like you said, we're going back to our roots today. We sure are. Back to the true uh, ghost and the skeptic uh, dynamic today because we are talking about the movie Demon House. Have you guys watched mm-hmm. Demon House? Have you seen Demon House? I actually have not, but you've told Ooh, me about I it before. have, yes. We went to the Haunted Museum in Vegas one year for my birthday. They have like everything from personal artifacts from serial killers mm-hmm. to a bunch of taxidermied animals to things from Demon House. So like very scary paranormal artifacts and things like that. I mean, that was... <laughs> genuinely the most unsettling place I've ever been in my entire life. Mm -hmm. So when I heard we were doing this for the podcast, I I was like, oh, (laughs) no. Oh, my God. (laughs) I think we talked about it a little bit on the podcast Mm -hmm. before, actually, because it was such a profound experience for both of us. There is something in there to scare everybody. And there is a section on Demon House. And it's all owned and curated by the host of Ghost Adventures, uh, Zach Bagans, who just is like, he has an affinity for obviously the paranormal and the supernatural. And he's just sort of a collector of uh, these sorts of things. But we had been to that before and we talked a little bit about Demon House when we were there because it's one of my like favorite movies. And um, actually at the museum, they have the staircase from the Demon House. Spoilers a little bit uh, for what's to come. There's a new class of blockbuster drugs. Drugs like Ozempic. They're changing bodies. And all of a sudden, just the weight starts falling off. Fortunes. It just got too expensive. They're just bank breakers. And industries. There was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of skepticism. The impact of these drugs from business to health is just beginning. From the journal, Trillion Dollar Shot. Find it in the journal feed wherever you get your podcasts. If I were just to say demon house to you, Eleanor, what do you picture mm-hmm. in your mind's eye? What What is the visual? I picture like poltergeist. Ooh, the movie. okay. That's what I picture. I picture like a, a malevolent spirit 
haunting a home. I know a little bit about Demon House. I know it's it's. I think the kid or something, right? Or something like that? Yes. I don't know. I know the very bare bones of the story, but I picture like a very stereotypical haunting. Ghost heads. Oh, heads twisting. Oh, heads twisting everywhere. Uh, Spider crawling up the walls, all that. All that good stuff. Interesting. You talk about crawling up the walls. A little bit of foreshadowing. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, Okay, I'm excited. I'm here for this. Perfect. We're on the same page then. Well, this house was seen and then purchased by Zach, of course, the host of Ghost Adventures and the owner of the Haunted Museum uh, that we talked about previously. When he heard about the house, it was actually because it went viral over the news on Twitter. Twitter is where I get my news personally. And YouTube. (laughs) And he bought it in 2014 after hearing this story for the sole purpose of the Demon House film. He wanted to investigate. He wanted to tell the story. And it was going viral due to a supposed demonic possession that was happening within the home. The house uh, belonged, when everything started, to LaToya Ammons and her three children in Gary, Indiana. Now, they only lived there from 2011 to 2012 because the haunting was so severe, according to them. They claim... Short stint. Very short, yes. I mean, in and out. So... They claimed that they would hear footsteps uh, throughout the home, that it felt like there was a presence in there with them. They also claimed uh, that the children were possessed by a demon. Uh, (laughs) I love the way that was framed. They heard footsteps and also claimed that their child was possessed by Satan. (laughs) It really is. What an escalation. That's oh literally the way my brain works. And I'm like, yeah, they heard some footsteps. Oh like their kids, their kids were just possessed oh by Satan God. himself. Holy, <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we have two pieces of evidence: occasional footsteps and child possessed yes, by yeah, that's it, Lucifer. Okay, <laughs> that's it. And they all corroborate this story. They all say that this happened. Yes, yeah. Every Ooh, every single okay. one of them okay. says it happened. Which makes it so much scarier because, like, we always talk about how, like, you can't make a kid act mm-hmm. most of the time, especially not a young, young child, and then stick with that story. Um, so it is really interesting that to this day, they all claim that this happened. So uh, when I say that the children were possessed by a demon, according to the Ammons family, their eyes bulged. I don't know what that means, but they okay. they bulged. I think that they were just looking very wide eyed. Their voices would deepen during the supposed possession, and they would say things that did not sound like they were coming from them. Okay. And the son himself would genuinely walk on the walls. Spider walking on the walls, just like you said. Okay. You know, okay. Mm-hmm. I have a theory about what could be happening here. Okay. We talked about it recently outside of the podcast. Do you know what I'm talking about? The, I'll save it till the end. Okay. Okay. Yes. I know what you're talking yes. about. I have a theory about what could be going on, yes. but this is all scary. So everyone in the house, both the daughters... And I guess the son was the one walking. Yeah, walking <laughs> on the, the walls. And Latoya all said that they experienced this simultaneously. Eyes bulging, voices deepening, and the sun would walk on the walls. Okay. There are a lot of people outside of the family who stand by these stories and even spoke in the documentary. I mean, going as far as to, like, the police who were being called to the home all the time. So... The Ammons family obviously was so terrified when everything started happening. Uh, there's a lot more than just like the children being possessed. Like I said, there's mysterious like liquid appearing on the walls. There's these crazy footsteps. Like somebody is very clearly in the house with them. 
them, according to the family. So, so what do they think it is at this point? Do they think it's a ghost? Do they think the kid is literally possessed by the devil, or do they think it's someone in the house? Like, what do they, I don't, what do they think the police are going to do? <laughs> I guess you know, I don't even think that like I know, and I don't think that maybe even they knew why they were calling okay. the police. But when the police arrived, they claimed that they felt the effects of the house, and actually, now this is crazy. The police assigned the Ammons family case managers. Okay. They did not, I know, they did not understand what was happening at the house, but they felt like something just wasn't right and they couldn't explain it. So they assigned them case managers to keep an eye on the house, to keep an eye on the family. The kids are acting weird. The police are walking in and they're like, hey, something is truly not right here. Um, Then the eventual case managers, uh, one of them in particular, claims in the documentary that she was in the room when the sun walked on the wall. Like she fully oh, no. saw it go down. The room of the house? Yes. No, 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 saw no, no, no. him walk on the walls of the house. I mean, he went to the hospital after this. Like there was no explanation. I mean, how do you walk on a wall? Are you a spider? What? Yeah. When did this happen? What year was this? This would have been 2011 to 2012. So it was just in between that one year that they lived here. Okay. Yeah. Nobody recorded any of this? Nope. Why is there never footage of the wall walking? You know... There's never footage. I understand this is 2011, mm-hmm. 2012. It's a little earlier, but I had a phone in 2011, 2012. I if I had seen then. someone... Yeah! If I had seen someone walking up the wall, I would have at least taken a picture. You're telling me nobody took out their phone? I'm telling you, listeners, I have a hook. I think my theory... I think my theory lines up. Thus far. Thus far. Okay, we have this evidence coming straight from the Ammons family. We have evidence being used loosely. Evidence, of we course, have their stories. Correct. Yeah, we of have what's their stories. In the house. We have the relatives saying they want nothing to do with it. Leave them alone. Go away. Um, they will not talk about it. We have the police almost like kind of corroborating the story, like saying yes, mm-hmm. there's something not right there. We felt it too. And lastly, we have Zach buying the house. So what are your thoughts at this given point before we move into the additional evidence and the movie itself? Okay. I still have, I don't, I obviously don't know what's going on here, but I still feel like I have such a strong theory and nothing has disproven Mm. what I think could be going on here. Okay. I'm interested to see what Zach found because obviously he has the steps in his museum. So Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the movie. I don't know what he encountered here. I'm very interested to see, like, I I guess what the Ghost Adventures team found. But up until this point, I'm not thinking haunted. I do think something's going on. I don't think they're faking it. I think, like, I don't think Mm -hmm. the family is faking it, that Zach is faking it, the police are faking it. They're all in on it. I think that something is going on, but I don't think it's a ghost. Up next, we will talk about exactly what Zach found in that house after it came into his possession. So, as I said before, Zach, of course, filmed these interviews with the family, the neighbors, everything to investigate the house. I mean, he wanted to get his ducks in a row. There was this... You know how like with every haunted house or whatever, haunting in Connecticut, the conjuring house, all of it, you have these stories online. And I think that they just go through like uh, iteration after iteration where it's like 
they probably gained some details that weren't really there. So, mm-hmm. of course, the house is looking really notorious from when he finds it when it went viral. But he's getting his ducks in a <laughs> notorious. notorious. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting his ducks in a row. He's doing these, uh, you know, these investigations. What follows is an actual ghost hunting investigation that ends up feeling very out of character from Ghost Adventures. Okay. When I say out of character from Ghost Adventures, I suppose, it's more so the way that Zach and his entire crew, who he's been with for a long time, were acting in this film. Zach in particular uh, felt terrible effects and he would get irrationally angry, which is not like he's never been like that before on the show or like in any kind of um, interviews or anything. Like he doesn't seem like an angry person but he was getting just like Mm -hmm. really mad inside of the house uh he fought with his crew members constantly um actually one of the crew members towards the end of the film ended up leaving the crew and he like after the filming of the movie was just never the same he was getting covered in like like very uh now you know i love a good tattoo especially a spooky tattoo but <laughs> he was getting covered in like 666 tattoos and like demonic mm-hmm. tattoos so it very clearly had like a profound impact on him okay um no matter what that was so that was the first thing um when zach was in the basement actually the ammons family the mother latoya would not come back to the house but the kids returned uh to i think that she was there actually the mom i think she stayed outside the house though like she would not go in um but the kids were inside the house with zach just sort of talking about their experiences they're all teenagers now some of them are grown you know it they're they're a little bit older so it wasn't like he was like talking to a five-year-old um but one of the daughter's legs, she like her knees buckled while they were talking in the basement, like something had like hit her leg while they're doing this investigation. Mm-hmm. Now, throughout the film, they also heard footsteps uh, and voices in the dark that felt cold and dark and demonic. Um But the effects of the house wound up being so much more than like the scary stuff that happened. Zach spent like an entire night in the house in the dark uh, with his, you know, spirit box and stuff. And just I watched I've watched this movie so many times and he just gets like irrationally angry and like as if there is someone in the room who's just pissing him off and he's by himself Mm -hmm. because his crew is like, we are not we want nothing to do with this at this point. Like this Mm -hmm. is freaking us out. You are freaking us out. So. After the film was done recording, Zach ended up uh, having double vision. Uh, His eyesight was just completely screwed in a way it had never been before. Uh, His eyes crossed. He has double vision. He has to wear really insane glasses now. He never Mm -hmm. had it before the filming of the movie. Um, And I think one of the most nefarious and weird things that were... I like that word today, nefarious. I think one of the weirdest things that was found uh, were actually... Okay, so you know the stairs that we saw in the the haunted museum the infamous stairs Mm -hmm. the infamous stairs well under those stairs were bones in the dirt they were like in a very specific shape and there was almost like a ritual circle under the stairs so on top of the bones was also like cloth uh like raggedy torn cloth that could have been the clothing of someone before i think no matter what this little like circle under the stairs with the bone and the cloth and all of these like random objects uh, was definitely like some sort of ritual circle. Now, what that was, 
who knows? Was it squatters who lived in the house after the Ammons moved out? Because that was a very huge part of the movie as well. Uh, Zach basically asking the squatters to leave <laughs> the premises. Um, mm, okay. So it could have been them. It could have been the Ammons family. It could have been someone who lived there before that supposedly haunted the house. Um, but that is essentially... The, the biggest things that were found over the course of this filming, and I know that's a lot to throw at you all at once, uh, but to just prove how much this situation scared Zach seemingly and how much he felt like it had affected both him and his crew, he wound up tearing down the house in 2016 so no one would ever experience the demon house again. Uh, and he claims at the end of the film that the documentary itself is haunted, stating, uh, going so far as to state, the truth is this film, much like the house, is cursed. That is a fantastic tagline. Isn't it? That's good. I have two things. Right? Okay. I think, so I, I did not come up with this theory. Mm -hmm. I saw this on Twitter the other day and I immediately had to tell you because I was like, this is fascinating. <laughs> this is so a lowy topic. So apparently there was a Reddit user kind of recently, I actually don't know if it was recent, but this tweet was referencing it, who was finding these nefarious, to use your word, <laughs> nefarious, nefarious. post-it notes around his apartment. And he was <gasps> oh, checking yeah. in. Yes. I Stick with me, guys. This is a bit of a tangent, but it makes a lot of sense and it will pay off at the end. So he finds all these post-it notes around his apartment. And he's this, this story has been confirmed to be true, by the way. This is not like a hoax. And he's checking in on Reddit, trying to see if anybody else has had people like breaking into their apartment or trouble with their landlord. Eventually, he sets up a camera or a bunch of cameras around his apartment and he's checking in with Reddit again, saying, my landlord, for some reason, he thinks it's the landlord. I think it has something to do with the post-its. Uh, these cameras are being tampered with. I can't get any of this footage, so I know somebody's in my house. And to make a very long and involved story short, it was discovered that he was leaving the post-its himself. And he was actually going through uh, carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm -hmm. And he was having all of these like delusions and hallucinations. He had just set up a folder in his, he had, he had bought the cameras, but he had just set them up around the house and not connected them to his computer in any way. He just had a folder on his computer, like called camera. And he thought they would just magically go in there. So when they weren't, he thought he had been like tampered with. He was obviously like his brain was not functioning correctly. So right. he was having these paranoid delusions. And underneath this tweet, I saw somebody say that there's a, a clear connection between haunted houses and older houses that have old boilers because they produce carbon monoxide. So these people will have hallucinations or they'll feel chills or they'll hear voices or, you know, they'll see things, they'll feel things. So oftentimes in these old houses that are thought to be haunted because they're old, it's actually just that these people are being slowly poisoned. So it makes sense that the cops would come into this house and be like, yeah, something is going on here, but we don't know what, but we feel really weird. Right. Or that everybody in the house would be seeing all of these things. I don't think they're lying, but it is possible that in this house that does look older, that something is going on chemically that is actually messing with their brains to make them think that this house 
is scary. I mean, it has to be an older house, right? Like you look at old photos and I mean, especially in the documentary, yes, it, it has, I don't know what year, but it has to be an old house. And I mm-hmm. don't think- And it's all coming from the basement. Mm-hmm. Everything, like it's it's strongest in the basement where these type, like the boiler or these types of machines would be. And since of course the movie came out, Social media has gone wild about whether this is hoax or haunt. Is it real? Is it is it fake? I haven't really seen anyone say that carbon monoxide could be a potential culprit, which again is interesting because I feel like that's what a lot of people jump to. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it makes sense. Like, could Zach be feeling the t- tiny effects of a ghost years down the road? Maybe. But could he also be experiencing the effects of elongated exposure to carbon monoxide? Maybe more likely. I don't actually think anybody was exaggerating this story for the sake. I mean, perhaps the film crew for the sake of selling the documentary. But in terms of the Ammons family, the police that came there, the case manager, Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. think that you really might be on to something with potential carbon monoxide poisoning. I really, really, really do. But at the same time, could they all, can you all hallucinate the same thing? Can everyone see the child walk up the walls in the same way? Did everybody see that? And it, there is some aspect of like collective hysteria, mm-hmm. I think, too, where I, I really, like I said, I don't, know, I don't know anything about carbon monoxide, but our brains are weird. Our subconscious is weird. So if you are experiencing the effects of this gas, and people are talking about how this little kid is walking up the walls mm-hmm. and then you turn the corner and you're seeing this kid walking up the walls. I don't think that's that far-fetched. The walking of the walls happened the one time the case manager was there and like the children reported it, the other kids, the mother, the case manager. I just, I guess- Why didn't anyone record it? Great question. I, you know, this video- this Nobody video. took out their phone. Please, you have teenagers <laughs> in the room and no, I understand this is 2012, but like, I had a phone in 2012. I'm only 24. Like, I don't, I would have taken at least taken a picture. Please. You're telling me that you had two other kids in the room and neither one of them took out their phone to take a picture of their brother walking (laughs) on the wall? I don't buy it. Sorry, I don't buy it. I really stand by that I think that these stories were authentic. Whether it is a mix of paranormal and potential gas poisoning, or if it's just carbon monoxide, or if it's all just paranormal. Uh, I think that everyone in this story is telling the truth. I really do. It seems so authentic. We would love to know what you guys thought of this episode. Is the demon house or was the demon house uh, haunted? Was it carbon monoxide poisoning? Could it be a mix of the two? Or is there something completely different happening in your opinion? We would love to know your thoughts. So make sure to let us know all over social media with hashtag gruesome twosome. Thank you all so, so much for listening. We are once again your hosts, Loie and Eleanor, also known as the Gruesome Twosome, and we have loved this deep dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you. You can find all episodes of our podcast, Internet Urban Legends, for free exclusively on Spotify. Don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Loeybug and at Snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on Instagram and at Parcast Network on Twitter. Stay gruesome, friends. 
Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler from Parcast, Slash Management, and by Deanna Markoff, Avi Gandhi, Ed Simpson, Brent Montgomery from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Russell Nash. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, John Cohen, and Kristen Acevedo. It is associate produced by Lexi Kiven. Research provided by Emma Gladstone and Kyle Dearborn. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes, a.k.a. The Gruesome Twosome. Twosome.